Look, I love Nelson Cruz. He's a great clubhouse fit. And even though he only spent four years in Seattle, he's a franchise legend. But that alone is not a good enough reason for the Mariners to bring him back. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Pattenhead for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. The Mariners are going for the sweep tonight. The San Francisco Giants down in the Bay Area. You can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Can they win despite throwing Tommy Malone out on the bump to counter Alex Cobb? Talk about that a little later on in the show. We'll also talk about Ha Sung Kim, the Padres' middle infielder, whom you guys have asked about a little bit. So we're going to do a trade a day about him towards the end of the show. Uh, but first, speaking of the Padres, they DFA'd Nelson Cruz yesterday morning, which, of course, with rumblings about a potential leadership issue in the Mariners clubhouse and the Mariners' need for offense in general, Mariners fans are pounding the table for Cruz to make his return to the Pacific Northwest. Now, Colby, I just I don't think this is a great fit. I love Cruz. I, I would love for him to you know, come back in some fashion at some point. I would love for him to be involved with this organization in the future. But right now, as things currently stand with this roster and where this team is still trying to go and the hole that is trying to dig itself out of right now, I just don't know if he makes a lot of sense. And I assume that we're on the same page on that front, right? I mean, it certainly sounds like you hate Nelson Cruz, so we're not on the same page on that front. But right, right. In terms of express a lot of respect and admiration for Cruz. Yes, I hate him. You hate Nelson Cruz confirmed. Um, So, yeah, uh, here's the deal with Nelson Cruz. Love the guy. Uh, Obviously, he would fit great in the clubhouse. He always does. Um, And he's been okay for for chunks of the season he had a really good april uh he was pretty good in june although granted that was only in you know dozen two dozen at bats so kind of tough to tell but he was god awful in may he was awful last year um he is a pure dh you can't even fake him in in the field at this stage of his career and the mariners kind of already have that guy only better like mike ford is a better version of what you want nelson cruz to be um, so, you know, bringing back Cruz as much as I love the guy and, and I wouldn't be mad if they did. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't see, I don't see the fit. I, I don't think he makes you better. Um, which is the only point to go out and acquire somebody. I, I just don't see it. Um, because when you look at the moves that they would have to make possibly to make room for Nelson Cruz and have it make sense, you're talking about. 
DFA and Mike Ford. That's laughable. You're talking about DFA and uh, AJ Pollock, which I, I, I'm fine with DFA and Pollock, but like to replace with a guy who can't run or field, that's right. not, that's not, that's not a good way to go. And by the way, AJ Pollock had himself a really good game last night. Surprise. You let the guy play every once in a while and he can produce for you. Who knew? But uh, I just, I don't see it because how, how are you going to make Nelson Cruz fit on this roster when he can only DH he can only hit. He's not really done that even this year or last year. And you already have that guy who is actually hitting. I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see how you make this, this puzzle work. I mean, the only way you can do it is you have to DFA Pollock and then you have to demote more and bring up a true outfielder. You need a fourth outfielder. And right now that's Pollock and Dylan Moore is kind of your fifth outfielder. At least that's how it should be. Um, so we'll see. You can't, you can't have three outfielders and no, you can't play Jose Caballero on the outfield because he's fast. As I saw somebody suggest, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. So you need another outfielder. So if you really wanted to squeeze him in, I guess you could D- DFA Pollock and call up, uh, Trammell or Deloach or, or Marlowe, uh, to replace Dylan Moore. And that's how you have your outfielder. But you just lost one of your best base runners off off the bench. You just lost some defensive versatility. So, if, you know, and now Colton Wong has to be in your lineup pretty much, you know, four or five times a week as a result, which he is anyways right now. But yeah, you're just not in a good spot to absorb Nelson Cruz uh, and his role on this team because you already have somebody who's fulfilling that role and he's doing it better than Cruz has done it for the last, you know, two and a half or well the last yeah two and a half seasons essentially because remember cruz wasn't very good when he went to tampa bay either mm-hmm. so it's been a while since we've seen really good nelson cruz consistently and i just i don't know if i want to count on it if they claimed him if they signed him after, after or as a free agent after he clears waivers i don't hate it i'm not going to complain i just wouldn't get it i because like you laid out right Ford is just the better hitter now. Right now, as things currently stand, Mike Ford is a better hitter than is a better hitter than Nelson Cruz. And frankly, I think that he's a better bet to hit the rest of the way than Nelson Cruz is. Plus, it's July fifth. Track record to me doesn't matter as much up to this point. And Ford has proven now within what seventy or so plate appearances that he should be hitting you in your lineup almost every day. And that maybe says more about what you know, the Mariners' other options are more than than Mike Ford right now. But I mean, even yesterday, notwithstanding, he's helped you quite a lot Mm -hmm. as of late. He's also a lefty, which is really important here because you desperately need lefty hitters and lefty hitters who can hit power. And Ford does that. He also, unlike Cruz, can at least fake it in the field at first base and like yesterday, give Ty France a blow when he needs it. Cruz can't even do that. Cruz can't play first base. Stop with that nonsense. He can't play in the field. And look, on the surface, I'm totally fine with DFA and AJ Pollock, even with what he did yesterday. I, you know, I said on you know last Wednesday's show that they should DFA him, move on. And I laid out some, you know, potential moves that they can make uh in correspondence to that. But you need someone that can actually play in the field if you're replacing. AJ Pollock's spot on the roster because Pollock right now at the very least the value that he brings you is the ability to allow Julio or Teo or Jared to DH on occasion or just get a day off 
because Pollock at the very least can still play a little bit of outfield. He's 89th percentile on sprint speed right now. Like he's mm-hmm. still a decent uh, fielder and a pretty good athlete, even at this point in his career. So that's more valuable to me than, than having two DHs on the roster and getting, you know, the leadership aspect of Cruz in here, which again, we don't even know if this team actually really needs, right? We, cause we're not there. I've said this time and time again, we're not actually in the clubhouse. We don't know what these issues are. We don't actually know if there is a leadership issue specifically there. And we don't know if Nelson Cruz really, you know, gives them much of a boost on that front. Obviously he's a great guy to have around. No one's denying that, but that only has so much value especially when right now the issue with the Mariners is a lack of production or the the issue has been a lack of production aside from the, you know, last four days, obviously just too, too inconsistent of an offense. And look, if you want to just see for two weeks, if Cruz can be something fine, but again, it's not a great fit. The Mariners should still send Dylan Moore down or ghost IL him or, or whatever, even if they don't bring in Nelson Cruz. Um, so you can make that work with bringing up a Zach Deloach or Cade Marlowe or Taylor Trammell or whoever. And maybe, you know, like, again, maybe that buys you some time until the trade deadline and you get Cruz in here and improve vibes. Maybe he hits for you or whatever. And fans will be excited. All that is great. I just, it doesn't make sense from a pure roster building perspective. And so for me, it's, it's a no again. I, I don't hate it. If they bring him in, I just don't get it, and I don't get how it works. Yeah, it's honestly it's not that far off in terms of ridiculousness, as you know, saying that you should bring in Felix Hernandez to start today because you need a number five starter for one time through the rotation. Like anybody pounding the table for that? No, because they want good players, right? They want better players than what they they have. At least you should. So. Just doesn't make sense, man. You're you're you do need to improve your bench. I just don't think that Nelson Cruz honestly does that uh, enough for it to make sense. So, right, we'll see. Like, I'm not going to be mad if they bring him in because I love Nelly, but I just I wouldn't quite understand what they were going for unless they're convinced that you know Nelson Cruz can hit pretty much like he did before he went to Tampa Bay, which is a, is a pretty big assumption. Look, if you get April Nelson Cruz. That was a 323, 338, 565 hitter. Mm-hmm. Then absolutely, absolutely, at least take the that's shot right. on that. Yep. And that's Ty's. That's the closest we'll get to Ty saying trade Ty France. But um, <laughs> Mike Ford, first baseman of the future. You heard it here first. Right. Trade Ty France. First but in May, baseman. In May, he had a, in May, he had a negative six WRC plus. Yeah, and then in yeah. June had like a one Oh, hold on. I have the numbers here. One Oh five WRC plus in June, which is yeah. fine. You know, two sixty three, three seventeen, four forty seven. You're better with Mike Ford. If that's I'm, all Cruz is, is one Oh five. I just, I'm, I'm not willing to bet and, and mess up my roster as is on Cruz being the April version of himself with, when for the last year and a half, two years, he's definitely shown that he's on the decline. Yep. And it's sad. And it's sad because, you know, he's beaten father time, time and time again, but it seems like it's finally, you know, caught up to him at 43 years old. And also on just quickly, uh, we got to run, but quickly on the note of, you know, DFA and Ford 
for Cruz, which is insanely laughable for a multitude of reasons, but none more so than the fact that Cruz is 43 years old. He's a rental and Ford. Well, I'm not saying that Ford is going to be a part of your long-term plan in 2024 or 2025. He does have club control and he's 31 years old. Like to me on just that front advantage board, that's, that's a no brainer. So sounds like he's saying it. So look, it's totally fine. If you guys want Nelson Cruz, whatever, like, I don't blame you. I love Nelly. We love Nelly, but yeah, just, I don't really get it personally. All right. Let's talk about the, uh, the Mariners and the Giants tonight. Mariners going for the sweep. Be going over that. Uh, Tommy Malone versus Alex Cobb in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. Now, are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball? I am. Tonight, I'm taking Julio Rodriguez and Cal Raleigh to go yard. When it times your money by 100 on daily fantasy baseball, Sleeper is now offering up to 100 times payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you can win big. Making your picks is easy and takes only 30 seconds or less. And if you win, you can withdraw your payout safe and quickly. Use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. You can catch the Mariners and the Giants tonight on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And let's talk about that game. Tommy Malone spot starting in place of Bryce Miller, who has gone on the IL with a blister issue. Nothing to worry about on that front. Again, like we talked about a couple of days ago, just makes sense with the all-star break coming up. He's only going to miss one start. Uh, but Tommy Malone uh, came up. Uh, who did he pitch against? I can't even remember. Colorado. It's Colorado. Came up, pitched against mm-hmm. Colorado. I think he went four scoreless or maybe gave up a run or something. It's it like was four a, and two thirds. Yeah, it was yeah. a solid start. So hopefully we get that version of Tommy Malone, but this is also a much better lineup than Colorado's for sure. So is Colby, how do the Mariners is win it? this game? <laughs> it uh, is, but how do they pull this off? Because yeah. the only person who's scored against the Mariners is Blake Sable. So it's true. Mm. It's a good point. Um, good point. Yeah, don't tempt fate here, though. No. Pat and how how like... do they win? They they score runs. Like they're going to have to, um, and it's not going to be an easy task. Alex Cobb, basically an ace. We've talked about this before. Um, <laughs> you guys aren't listening to the Patreon show. I like Alex Cobb as a trade candidate. Ty thinks he sucks. I guess we'll see tonight. But there he uh, goes exaggerating again. I'm just like, yeah, maybe Alex Cobb is not actually truth. worth what you want to trade for him. But uh, yeah, what did I want to trade for him? To anyways, um, so Don't derail us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you're gonna have to score. I'm mean, plain and simple. You can't really, you can't really trust Malone. I think he'll be competitive. I think he'll keep you in it. But Malone's version of keeping you in a game is five innings, three or four runs. So. You know, we'll have to wait and see how, how he looks, and you never know when you call these guys up. But uh, Malone knows how to pitch. He generally throws strikes. So your, your offense is probably going to have to score five or six, which they've been doing uh, pretty regularly uh, the last you know week or so. So that's a good sign. Uh, but again, Cobb, Cobb is a difficult pitcher. He's got that splitter, uh, fastball splitter uh, combo. Uh, so 
uh, going to be a little bit tougher on lefties than, than usual. So we'll see how Scott wants to, you know, maneuver his lineup. I assume he'll just start all of his lefties cause he does that anyways, but yeah, they're going to have to score. I mean, plain and simple, they're going to have to score four or five runs at least to win this game. The good news is, is that, you know, Logan's complete game yesterday, the bullpen is completely rested. They can be really aggressive with that, but you still do kind of want to hold back. You really want Malone to give you five or six if he can, because you have four games after this with no days off in between. So you, you don't want to, you know, have to have your bullpen cover six innings tonight. They can do it, but you prefer them not to. So yeah, uh, you're just, you're, you're going to have to score. Um, you're going to have to uh, not make uh, bad mistakes. Yeah, you can't give San Francisco up. You can't give them an inch in this game because against Malone, he doesn't have the stuff to pitch out of that trouble. So you got to make the routine plays. You're probably going to have to make one or two really good plays. Uh, you're you're going to have to score guys when you get an opportunity early, and and you're just going to have to play a really clean game. And again, thankfully they've done that the last you know four days. Uh, well, the one game against uh, against Tampa Bay the, on Sunday wasn't exactly the cleanest game, but whatever. For the most part, they played pretty clean ball. They're going to have to do it again, and they're going to have to score. Uh, so. You know, I, I think honestly, they're probably have to put up five or six uh, to win this game. Can they do it? Sure. You know, uh, San Francisco will kick the ball around. So uh, find a way to put it in play and, and hopefully you can kind of grind down uh, Alex Cobb and, and get him out of the game early. You know, like I said during the sleeper ad, I, I think this could be a big game for Julio and, and Cal, and it needs to be, right? And it needs to be a big game for, you know, Mike Ford. A lot of Mike Ford's in the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need you're gonna need at least a couple of these guys to pop tonight uh, in order for you to win this game because uh, you're you know Malone and company are probably gonna give up a couple of runs at least. Mm-hmm. Um, we might also see Darren McCacken, which I know is gonna make a certain someone in the comments happy. So. No, he was demoted. Oh, he was. He was demoted to make room on the 26 man for for Tommy. Yeah, for Tommy Malone. And oh, Fred well, Murphy did the 60. McCacken uh, demoted. I missed that. I missed that today. Well, there Obviously. you go. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to, uh, to the Darren McCacken stand in her comments. It's I over. Not. It's over. You can't wait for him to be DFA'd. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> you know, it's sad. So McCacken mean. will probably get a start for the Mariners at some point this year. Like another one. Probably going to happen. Will he though? Will he though? Well, if they don't trade for anybody at the deadline, maybe. If I they mean, do, like, then he's behind that guy and Hancock at that point, and maybe Marco. Who I mean, Tommy Malone might get, you know, uh, like he's going to get DFA'd again. I would assume after this, but yeah. he'll probably oh, yeah. make his way back to Tacoma. So, yeah, Malone's going to get DFA'd after this game, and then that might be where Baroa meets the team in Texas. So, mm. uh, keep an eye out for that. Baroa's already on the forty man, so you don't have to make another move there. Um, but if you do DFA Malone, obviously you have a free 40 man spot. So you can really add anybody, Riley O'Brien, uh, AJ Puckett, uh, Isaiah Campbell. Oh, Campbell's also on the 40 man. So we'll see. But again, this is why it was absolutely critical to get those first two, because now you're, you're kind of playing with house money. No game is like unimportant, especially when you're in the position the Mariners are, but it is a lot easier to, to swallow. Okay. You know what? We lost with Tommy Malone on the mound, but we still won the yeah. series. Like that's a really easy sell. It's not about win streaks. It's about getting on runs, right? Mm-hmm. Winning 14 of 20, winning yep. 16 of 22, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 18 so, of 26. Like, yeah. 
that's what it's about here. So yeah, if you lose the win streak, which is the longest active win streak in Major League Baseball right right now, which is funny, also weird because it's only four games, but uh, yeah, it's 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 fine. Just you know, maintain the momentum. And what's really important here is that if you do lose uh, lose this game tonight, don't lose the momentum because they have done that time and time again where they have a bump in the road and then they allow that to snowball and to a second loss and a third loss and a fourth loss. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to lose the ground that you made up because you can't afford to do that anymore. No, you, you know, you don't have to run the table before the break. You could lose. If you go three and two in the last five games before the break, that's a really good run. Uh, you you would have done exactly what we t- said you needed to do to kind of give Jerry the incentive to go out and buy. So you know, don't panic after a loss. Um, you're, you are after this going to go face, uh, you know, a fairly banged up uh, Astros team. Altuve is going for an MRI today. Sounds like he's almost certainly headed to the IL with a, um, with a shoulder, I believe it is. Uh, Framber is going to start tomorrow. Like they've already kind of announced that. But Christian Javier might uh, might sit out this series. So mm-hmm. you, you have a shot. You know, again, you're not facing the 100% healthy, uh, and obviously Jordan is not going to play. So you're not facing the 100% healthy Astros. So get out of today. Hopefully the bullpen's in good shape, and go try and find a way to at least split a four-game series on the road against the still very good Houston Astros team. And if you could do that, it's it's a pretty successful road trip, and and you, you've, you have maintained the momentum that we think you need to maintain. Uh, to ride into the second half. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So Hassan Kem, Padres middle infielder, 27 years old, having a really good year right now. 2.8 F4. Uh, a lot of that is defense, but he is slashing 257, 344, 411. That's a 112 WRC plus. He's walking a bit, 11.4% of the time. Uh, decent K rate, 22.7%. He's got 10 home runs this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have asked about him a little bit for the Mariners because obviously the Padres having a really, really disappointing year, even more disappointing than the Mariners, which is wild to think. <laughs> but uh, it's been a been a big letdown there in uh, Southern California. So uh, maybe Kim is someone that's on the move, but uh, he's still got two more years left of club control after this one. The last year on that is a mutual option, which is $7 million with a $2 million buyout. Um, So only one year then after this. Right. Because he can't, he can, because he can say no. Yeah. He can say no. Right. So yeah, technically one year left of club control. Right. Uh, Potential. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Um, so, So what do you think about Kim as a potential fit for the Mariners? And do you think the Padres are actually, entertaining that idea of trading him. I think the Padres have to be willing to entertain any move right now. That is not a good, that's not a well put together team. It's an expensive team. It's a talented team. It's not well put together. Surprise. You gave AJ Preller a blank check and he screwed it up. What? Who would have guessed? But I, I think you have to consider everything. I do think they would look at moving other guys first um, in, instead of Kim, but I think you might be able to to sneak him away here, and and Kim would, if, you know, if acquired, he would certainly become the everyday second baseman the Mariners desperately need. Um, if for no other reason, he is an incredible defensive upgrade over Colton Wong and even Jose Caballero. And Caballero has been really solid at second, but Kim is one hundredth percentile and outs above average. 
he can pick it at second. He can also play short and he can play third. Um, so he kind of checks two boxes. He's your everyday second baseman and he makes Dylan Moore, you know, expendable. So, um, yeah, obviously, you know, you're not going to, he's not a guy who hits the ball hard a ton, uh, does have some pop with the 10 home runs, 14 bags, stolen bags. That's, that's a good number. Um, and there are some CTZ elements to him. He doesn't whiff 81st percentile and whiff rate 94th percentile and chase a 82nd percentile in base on ball. Um, and you know, 83rd percentile in sprint speed. So he is a good player. He's not a great player because the bat isn't quite where it would need to be to cross over, but he is a defensive, uh, you know, wizard essentially across the infield. He is a very good base runner. He does have some power and he, he does get on base a fair amount. So, um, he's a good player. He's, he's going to be pricey. Uh, there's really no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, he's also, like you said, he's, you know, a year and a half at least of club control and he's only 27 years old. So you're, you're going to have to essentially make the Padres listen to you. You're going to have to be pretty aggressive with your offer. I would assume, especially when you look at how shallow the middle infield classes in next year's free agency. So I, I think it's possible. I, I think he might be available. I just think he's going to be quite expensive. And he's not the bat that you really need. If you're AJ Preller, though, are you even picking up the phone if you see a 206 area code? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're AJ Preller, are you trying to make moves to save your job? Because I think, you know, the calls for his job have to be getting louder and the hot seat has to be getting warmer for right. Preller. So I don't know if he's even in a position where he wants to sell because he could lose his job if he does. So, yeah. I mean, probably lose his job either way, but. Yeah, it's not an ideal situation for Preller either. So I don't know. I don't know what he does. I, I do think that he probably at this point has to trade Blake Snell. Um, I think he has to trade Michael Waka. Uh, I think he should try and trade Juan Soto. Um, but he's got a lot of big contracts that he can't move. He's got a lot of players that aren't great fits. And even some of the, the medium range guys like Jake Cronenworth, it's a seven year, $80 million deal. Now that's not a ton of money, but it's enough to knock out some clubs. And with Cronenworth struggling again, it, it might be a tough sell. So you Darvish just signed a massive extension. You're not trading him. It, the Padres are in a bit of trouble here. And, and Kim is a guy who could potentially net them something that can help them as soon as next year. Um, if you're the Mariners, you're obviously laughing at any attempt to get, Gilbert or Kirby or Wu yeah. or Miller. Um, and I just, I don't know if you have the prospect where it makes sense because Kim is not the bat that you need. He is a good bat. You need a 130 WRC plus type of guy. Um, and I would sacrifice some defense to get that. So, mm. yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it's just tough to know what Kim would cost. And, that, and that's what, that's what makes this conversation really, because I, if you're the Padres, why would you trade him for like Emerson Hancock? That well, that's sense. what I, that's what I was gonna say in terms of like who the Mariners would be willing to trade, mm-hmm. and who makes the most sense for the Padres timeline, prospect wise, that would be Hancock. But Hancock alone probably isn't gonna. That's he's not good enough to be the headliner for a Hassan and Kim deal. It's just not. No. So, and the Padres, I don't know if the Padres want bulk either. So I don't know if you can do bulk. I I can pitch something here. Okay. No, not Ty France. Not it's Ty, Ty France. France. It's Ty France. Think, just think about it for a second, okay? No, 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 no. Think about it. 
Go right ahead. now, go, go ahead. Go right ahead. now, Jake Cronenworth is is the first baseman. That's not where he should be playing. It puts more pressure on his bat. He doesn't have a first baseman bat. Cronenworth needs to be playing second. They can't play. He can't play second because Kim is just significantly better. So if you are the Padres, you are trading Kim for an extra year of Ty France. You're putting Ty France at first. You're moving uh, Cronenworth to second. If you're the Mariners, you are a, you are trading essentially Ty France's above average bat, which is really hit or miss. There's no power whatsoever as a first compared to other first basemen. Ty France does not have power. You're getting significantly better at second base. You're finding your solution to second base next year too. And what's easier to to find on the open market right now? A guy who could stand at first base and hit 30 home runs or, you know, a gold glove second baseman who's not a zero at the plate. It makes a lot of sense as much as you might hate it. It does make sense. So who are you getting to replace Ty France right now? I don't know. I'll go trade it for CJ Crone. Like I'll put Mike Ford out there for until I find somebody. Have you seen so, what CJ Crone has done this season? Yeah, I know. It's not great. It's not great. I'm not up on my first baseman who might be available. Colby, tag time, Colby I, I, I speak for everyone here. I think I speak for everyone here and saying no. no. Then I speak for the intelligent crowd where I say it makes sense. You have to consider it. No, you have to. Stop trying to trade Ty France. Tell, tell me what part of that that argument doesn't make any sense aside from trading Ty France. Because you're getting worse offensively. Are you? Yes. Ty France is not very good compared to other first basemen. He's not. He's posting like a 115 WRC plus right now. Who cares? With no power. He's wildly inconsistent. He's always getting hurt. He's not a great defensive first baseman. Ty France is a good player. So is Kim. Neither are all-stars. Neither are great players. And Kim plays a more valuable position, and he plays it much better. He also adds speed and versatility to this lineup, which Ty France does not do. And hey, you know what? Kim has more home runs than Ty France. He's a better power hitter than France is as well. Honestly, the Padres should laugh at this offer. Kim is better. Kim is a better player also than Ty more club control and whatever. Oh, uh, oh, so all of a sudden we only care about club control, not impact now. Gotcha. Sure. Kim's a four win player. Ty France is a three win player, but sure. The extra year of club control should make all the difference in the world. No, you're wrong. No. Alex Verdugo. Sure. Hassan. Mm -hmm. So you would trade Ty France for a worse player. An outfielder, a lefty hitting outfielder. Yeah. Kim's better. Verdugo is a three and a half win player. Kim's a four one player. Is he a better fit for the roster though? You need a second baseman bad. I think you can make I mean, it you, work you, you, you do, but you also need lefty pop. Verdugo's a lefty pop guy? Since when? I mean, like he hits for doubles. Oh, that. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, From sure, the left no. side? That's, that's totally for sure. Okay. Why can't you just go get Alex Verdugo and Kim? Okay. You only have one Ty France, though. Okay, trade him for Kim. Okay, and then who are you trading for Verdugo? Hancock, Hancock, Classe, Topa. I don't know. Who cares? I'm sick of this idea that Ty France is some untouchable and that you can only trade Ty France if you're getting some kind of superstar in return. Ty France isn't a superstar. He's a good hitter. He's not a great hitter. Yeah. And he's not a guy who honestly fits. He's a first baseman who doesn't hit home runs. And he's not hitting 300 to make up for it. Ty Francis isn't that guy. I think we know who Ty France is. He's 270. He's 330, 340. And he's 
415, 420, 430 slug. That's fine. That's a good player. That is a second baseman. That's an all-star. As a first baseman who hurts you on the bases, because she's kind of a guy. That's a guy. Not a guy. So, yeah, miss me with this Ty France is untouchable BS. It's Never garbage. Said that. Never said that. You just, just did. You said you wouldn't trade Ty France for a better player because of one extra year of club control. That's a sign. It's time for impact. I, I guess we'll just say it. Colby wants to win more than Ty does. <laughs> Fact. It's, 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 it's not just that. It's also like having to address that spot now. It's a lot of, there's a multitude of What is easier to find, obstacles. a first baseman or a second baseman? Answer the question. A good first okay, baseman, good second But also, you made a great point. That the, Padres, the Padres are probably laughing at you if you offer just France for Kim. So that means that you're going to have to add more on top of France. And I just don't okay. want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh, see, I don't now do you don't want to. Okay, okay. Before, no, yeah. Uh-huh, sure. I don't that wasn't do in that. consideration before, but now. Now that Colby's making all these excellent points. Personally, I, gotta, I just I don't want to dance. I got to change the subject a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think uh, that's good. Yeah. Good episode. Good episode. All right. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the Giants tonight on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. Uh, for Colby Padnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.